calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune into the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. It makes me feel really good that Mr. Rogers asked me to stay with you for a while. That shows he trusts both of us a lot. <laughs> he knows I like to make different kinds of sounds with my voice. Can you guess what this is? If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Four, five, six. I want to talk career with you. Okay, do you know who Meryl Streep is? Yeah. I know. I know, because she's old and old is bad. Okay, young is good. Uh, that's probably about the percent of people who think Nickelback is their favorite band in this country. It's pretty low. Uh, and I think uh, if you look at it's Nickelback's your favorite band, I, I, I apologize to the gentleman. Why would you criticize one of the greatest <laughs> bands of the 90s? Wow. All right. One more reason why there's a difference between Democrats and Republicans. Clearly found on the floor of Congress today. Because I got high. Because I got high. Because I got high. Da, 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 da. That's you, Dan, Diane. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Feature presentation. That's, a, that's <laughs> some good advice. Hey, party people, welcome into yet another all new Kevin and Bean show. This time it's a fry yay. Yay! The 8th of March. You know what I was thinking, Jensen? Hmm. Um, we have cleared the path of all the fry yay deniers. Yeah. Because Kevin's out, he usually puts a stop to it. Mm-hmm. Allie hates the Frye. She's on the wrong side of history. And we've turned off Chip's mic yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, all right. So all we have oh. to do is hold Chip down, and we can say Frye as much as we want. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Well, we'll get it. Don't worry. I feel like that's making progress. It's them post office boys alone. That's right. Yeah. This is very weird, but it's going to be fun. We have a great show planned today. We'll get into that in a minute. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Did you, uh, you have baby baby doctor appointment yesterday? Yes, we did. The baby is healthy. Mm-hmm. I saw his weird little jack-o'-lantern face. It's very odd. The baby looked directly at us while, uh, you know, they were doing the ultrasound. Mm-hmm. And it had these big hollow eye sockets. <laughs> and I was oh. very nervous for a minute, but Danielle told me that it's it's normal. <laughs> but I have started calling him Ichabod for Ichabod. <laughs> <laughs> what must it be like for the baby to be, like, sleeping peacefully in yeah. his little womb? And then he hears all this racket on the outside. I know. And then somebody starts, like, beating on his walls, essentially. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She said she felt uh, some movement for the first time last night, so we were very excited. But, wow. Yeah. 
Here's, uh, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I've been a little bit concerned because, uh, you know, Jensen and Danielle, obviously, predictably, over the moon, so happy following the progress of their unborn child. Thrilled. And, um, but every time he comes in with a new update <laughs> on the size of the baby, I'm worried about the doctor you're going to because first it was, my baby's the size of a crack spoon. And I was like, that's a weird... <laughs> And then it was like, my baby's the size of a bottle of Jack. And I'm like, are you sure this doctor is the right guy? Yeah, I mean, yesterday was even worse. He said, your baby is the size of a corpse's foot. Which I was like, how how did you even know which corpse? How how did you get so far past the size of an unlicensed handgun? I mean, that's what I don't understand. I'm still shocked. I can't believe we haven't yet got to the idea of your baby is the size of a 9-11 scrap metal. You know what I mean? Like, and that we'll get to eventually. But for now, we're just sort of going back and forth. I mean, I appreciate that you're saving money by seeing that guy who works out of a van. Yeah. But at some point, I don't know, just check the license, bud. Like, that's com- all I'm saying. The thing is, he comes to us, and that's really important still. That's a time saver. Yeah. It's a time saver. All right. I bet you we have a, a terrific show today, but I wanted to start with this. We have time for the thing, right? Yes. Uh, Uber. They release a list every year of the most commonly lost items, left behind items in their rideshare vehicles. Mm-hmm. And this is uh, a very painful memory for me because when uh, when my uh, young bride and I uh, eloped to Las Vegas all those years ago, we took a camera along. We mm-hmm. flew into Las Vegas. We landed, went to uh, you took a cab to the courthouse to get the paperwork. Took a cab to the Graceland Wedding Chapel to get married. Oh yes, and took a cab right back to the airport and came home. We were on the ground in Las Vegas for less than two hours. Okay, and got married. But the only pictures of the blessed event left in a camera oh, in the back of a taxi cab. Oh lord. So for the rest of my life, I thought, man, if I'd just been paying attention. And that's also have... the only way you'll remember it. <laughs> that's... <laughs> that's I. Uh, you're not lying. No, I, I don't. literally don't remember it. Yeah. So it would be nice to have photos of it. So I say all that to say all this. You are most likely to forget uh, passports oh. on Fridays and laptops on Wednesdays, oh, God. according to Uber. Saturdays and Sundays from 11P to 1A are where most items are left behind. New Year's and Halloween are the two days of the year where most things are left behind. That's where most people leave behind their dignity on those days. (laughs) It's also very true. It will not surprise you that the most commonly forgotten items are exactly what you would expect. Phones, cameras, wallets, keys, uh, glasses, uh, headphones, that sort of thing. But what's fascinating about this list is some of the other things that have been left behind in Uber in 2018. For instance, an eight-week-old Chihuahua. <laughs> don't so, you don't leave your dog behind in a car? Also, so much detail on the age. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, he's also coffee-colored. Oh, good to an know. An eight-week-old coffee-colored Chihuahua. Good to know. Uh, I don't think this was related. I think it was a different customer, different ride, different city. But a black and white tuxedo for a small dog also mm. left behind. It could be for the same dog. It could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, unclear here. Six chicken tenders from 7-Eleven. Oh, was that guy bummed out? <laughs> so sad that he took the Uber to get them, then left yes. them in the car. When he got back up to his apartment, he was like, oh, man. Like, Why do I have just these dipping sauces? <laughs> I got to go back to 7-Eleven for the chicken tenders. <sighs> A full set of 18-karat gold teeth. <laughs> Why were they out of the mouth? Also, full set. Yes. It's not even like a, uh, you know, like fronts or anything. It's a right. full deal. Now, again, never enough information for me, but do you think they were a spare set? Like he had teeth in his mouth and this was a backup set or an additional set? It or sounds do you think like he... a Guy Ritchie movie. Yeah. <laughs> or did he take his teeth out just to give his gums a rest on the ride? Or is he a collector and he's murdering people and, take, and trying to get a full set and he got it finally and then he left it in the car? Again, great questions. Mm. Um, a prof- 
You want detail, Jensen? Please. A professional grade hula hoop. <laughs> <laughs> Not just one of these off-the-shelf $2 hula hoops. How do they know? Professional grade. A salmon head. Oh. Uh, Like, oh. Yes. Well, uh, imagine the smell. Yes, exactly. A Star Wars skateboard. Now, that's something you'd be ticked about. Yeah. I left my... I've also used the skateboard to go home. A propane tank. Okay. Uh, A Lego championship wrestling belt. (laughs) What is going on? Who are these people? It goes on and on. Like, you can't believe how many things are on this list. A breast pump with breast milk. An ancestry kit. Mm. Oh, this one must have been silver. Like, lotion and beard oil left behind. (laughs) Right. All right. This may be the most valuable thing I've spotted. Okay. A Babe Ruth signed baseball. Unbelievable. That would be such a... What a tip. Yeah, no kidding. Isn't that the type of thing that you would protect at all costs? Yeah. A Babe Ruth signed baseball. What can that be? In its worst condition, what can that be worth? It's got to be worth a hundred grand or something like that. Yeah, I was yeah. A, yeah, exactly. Yeah. An Elvis cape with jewels on it. <laughs> a limited edition Chance the Rapper Starbucks gift card. <laughs> so specific. <laughs> and finally, deer antlers and a welding helmet. <laughs> So many of these people sound like murderers. I think I need to be an Uber driver. It makes much more sense now to be one. I didn't know it was so much fun. Uh, All right, let's talk about today's old new Kevin Abicho, shall we? I came to tell you this year is your last. Okay, you don't have to keep bringing that up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, Friday Mm -hmm. means a brand brand new Kevin and Bean Internet Roundup on the show today. Got some good stuff for you. Also, Animal Stories. Got a new edition of that. Mm -hmm. Jensen, you're much more familiar with our guest today than I am. Kyle Dunnigan. He makes me laugh so hard. Very funny comedian. He's got some Largo shows coming up. Best known probably for his impressions that he does. Instagram stories. Yeah. Yeah. And he can look, He, I guess he's, I mean, I guess he impersonates anybody, right? He's, he's very good at impersonations. He's also was a writer on Inside Amy Schumer, writer for Sarah Silverman. He's he's very, very funny. Keep it 100 on the program today because it's Friday. Jensen's got a new edition of the Fast Food Report. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am most excited about Beer Mug and his microphone on the red carpet at Captain Marvel, where it's, he uh, talks to the stars. I've heard this is great. It is great. Yeah. Beer Mug continues to do fantastic work. And one more thing before we break. Today is International Women's Day, and we honor the ladies of rock. by From now till the end of the show, we will only be playing female-fronted bands or female solo singers. Yeah! So it's going to be great. We look forward to it every year. Uh, my personal complaint is that we don't play nearly enough women who rock on this radio station. But today, at least for one day, I get my wish. That's right. Uh, we invite you to call the Kevin Bean Afro line if there's anything you'd like to hear. Give us your name and what your request is for International Women's Day. And that number is 323-520-AFRO. Quick break. We got what's happening next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock KROQ. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Jensen's in for Alley Time for our first look at what's happening. Yes, guys. Hello. Good morning. Since the first airing of Leaving Neverland, it seems the entire world is having the same moral dilemma we're having, which is what to do next with Michael Jackson. Do we cancel him? He's arguably the biggest and most popular musician of all time, which to an extent seems somewhat impossible. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how we would get rid of him completely. It was interesting. We had this conversation with our listeners a few days ago, mm-hmm. and one woman, I think, came up with a uh, with a unique suggestion, which is everything up to off the wall is still cool. Yeah. Everything after that, when we know the accusations started coming through, don't play that anymore, because I, that's when he was the bad man. That seems like a good idea. But yesterday, we learned that numerous radio stations are, in fact, banning his music from airwaves. And now today, the trend is expanding. 
The producers of The Simpsons have decided to pull the episode featuring Michael Jackson completely out of rotation. Cancelled. Yep. The classic episode is called Stark Raving Dad, and Michael, in a role that was credited to John J. Smith because of publishing reasons, voices a character named Leon Kampowski. Homer Simpson meets Leon, who believes he is the real Michael Jackson, when they're both admitted to a psychiatric hospital. Let's listen to the song made famous by Michael and The Simpsons when he's brought in to sing Happy Birthday to Lisa Simpson. Lisa, it's your birthday. God bless you this day. You gave me the gift of a little sister, and I'm proud of you today. It's kind of a bop. Now, are we are we bad people for playing that on the radio? No, nah, I mean we just were the news, man. The Simpsons executive producer James L. Brooks told uh, Wall Street Journal that it feels completely like the only choice to make. I'm against book burning of any kind, but this is our book, and we're allowed to at least take out one chapter. Cancelled. Now, this is a little bit off topic, Jensen, mm-hmm. but you and I are both fans of hard copies of media. Yes. This is another great example of where if you have The Simpsons on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. you're delighted that you've still got that episode if you want it. Absolutely. Because I- you're not going to be able to find it on Amazon or on Apple or where you stream. Them post office boys taking over Kevin and Bean <laughs> because that is 100% true. I've oh, We have always argued that, that uh-huh. your small little box that holds these things is things get pulled off it, things get taken off, the, you won't have them anymore. That's right. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I have it. Yeah, right, exactly. I did did do something this weekend that was pretty crazy regarding canceling. Okay. From my Blu-ray collection, I took out any Woody Allen movie that involves a love story. (laughs) That's very specific. So you'll support his art if it's a crime thriller. I kept murder. But not if he's dating an underage girl. Yes, I kept Manhattan Murder Mystery. I kept (laughs) Match Point, which does have love, but it's more of a thriller. And then I kept Scoop, and that's it. That's all I got now. That's hilarious. Take the Money and Run was right on the line, but I got rid of it anyway. Anyway. All right, so you're doing your part to clear, to clear your conscience. Canceled. Uh, Hollywood continues to mourn the passing of actor Luke Perry, who passed away after a massive stroke earlier this week, and now one of the co-stars who will forever be tied to Perry has spoken out. Jason Priestley, who played Brandon Walsh on Beverly Hills 90210, was the best friend of Luke Perry's character, Dylan McKay, and he posted a beautiful picture of the two both from their heyday on the show on the primetime soap, and more uh, a more updated picture of them recently, and he wrote this. It's taken me a couple of days to figure out how to write this. My dear friend of 29 years, Luke Perry, is one of those truly special people who cared. Luke was not only a star, he was an incredibly bright light who was extinguished far too soon, and that is why I and so many others are in so much pain today. If you had the good fortune to know Luke or have ever crossed his path, I know you are sad as well. The candle that burns twice as bright only burns for half as long. You burned oh so brightly, Luke. Good night, sweet prince. Not nice. They and they were disappointed. <laughs> Seems like the wrong time to play that, but sure. Uh, 90210 alums Ian Ziering, Jenny Garth, Tori Spelling, and Shannon Doherty also put out statements of grief, as did his new show, Riverdale. And you just get the idea, Perry was just a good dude, man. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Total bummer. Anyway, we were, I think everyone was looking to what the 90210 stars were going to say, and now we know. When you see a headline like, Taylor Swift will be more vocal in politics, you just have to imagine what a bumper sticker that reads, Swift 2020 would look like. <laughs> I'm sure Bean would be very excited about that. I, I've, I'm already voting for her. Uh, well, she's only a few months away from turning 30, and it appears she wants to be a little more mature and connected when it comes to the news of the world. In a new piece for the magazine Elle, the superstar serves up 30 things she's learned in her life and admits now she feels a responsibility to use her influence as the country heads towards another presidential election. She says, I'm finding my voice in terms of politics. 
I took a long time educating myself on the political system and the branches of government that are signing off on bills that affect our day-to-day life. I saw so many issues that put our most vulnerable citizens at risk, and I feel like it's time to speak up and help make a change. Well, what this means to me is that Fox News now hates Taylor Swift. Oh, yeah. that's They're, they're going to be blasting her for definitely. Shut Up and Sing. 100%. You see, Swift has already been the constant target of criticism like this, staying completely out of politics, making some fans think she actually voted Republican, which would create quite a divide between her and most of her young and gay fans that lean a little more liberal. But then in a rare move back in October 2018, she endorsed Democrats Phil Bredesen Mm -hmm. and Jim Cooper for midterm elections. She was one for two out of that, by the way. Uh, And now she uh, isn't so reluctant to say what she believes, which is good. I mean, every artist has to decide whether they want to risk alienating half of their fan base mm-hmm. if they go on the record. And yeah. sometimes they decide not to and just be apolitical. And sometimes they go, look, I'm a citizen, too, and my voice counts. And I, I, I don't have any less of a right to speak up just because I'm a singer. Exactly. But, I mean, in real life, you're either on the side of Scott Bayo and James Woods and Kid Rock mm-hmm. or the other side. Right. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Celebrity birthdays. You ready to get into these? Sure. The Monkees, Mickey Dolans. Happy birthday. Freddie Prince Jr., you know him from I Know What You Did Last Summer. I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. A bunch of things during the summer. Kat Von D, <laughs> producer Benny Blanco, friend of the show, and my homie, Milana Weintraub. And then also from Dawson's Creek and Varsity Blues, James Vanderbeek. You Dawson's Creek looking mother It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, and that is what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock. How about some animal stories? Maybe a raccoon or a story about a dog. Maybe a baboon or a story about a frog. A story about a cat or a pizza rat. A story about a minx or a story about a lynx. Animal stories in the news. Animal stories to cure your blues. Animal stories just for you. Let's find out what they're up to. It's going to be a real uh, roller coaster ride on the animal stories here this morning. Mm-hmm. I'm warning you, uh, there are some rough seas ahead. There's going to be some dismemberment. There's going to oh. be some death. Oh, God. But I'm going to uh, I'm going to lure you in with a super fun story. Uh, Kevin Bean Lister Christie sent this one to me. This is a 500 million year old species of mm. ancient jellyfish. Okay. It's called the warty comb jelly, also known as the sea walnut. (laughs) I think it's an adorable (laughs) nickname. It's very cute. The sea walnut, Jensen, has no butt. Oh, all right. It was discovered that the jellyfish has an intermittent anus, which, by the way, is the punk band that I was in in college. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I saw them at Coachella. Which appears and disappears on command. Let me say again, this jellyfish has no butthole. There's no permanent connection between its gut and the rear of its body. Both its gut and its epidermis are just a single cell thick. The jelly builds up the waste in a bubble near its outer skin before a temporary anus opens up and expels it, which is very charming, I think. I'm not mad at it. It's not visible when the animal's not pooping, explains Dr. Sidney Tam of the Marine Biological Laboratory. There is no trace under the microscope. It is invisible. Hmm. We need to, We need something like that for humans. I would love that. That would be very pleasant, wouldn't yeah. it? So there you go. So you learned a little something about the sea walnuts butt today. I bet you didn't expect that I on the Kevin Bean Show. did not expect to hear hidden butthole so early, but sure. <laughs> this is a uh, very sad story. Uh, Leighton, Ohio, a four-year-old decides that he wants to play with the next-door neighbor's huskies. So he, for some reason, puts a sock on his hand mm-hmm. and then 
puts his arm under the vinyl fence between his yard and the neighbor's yard. Well, the sock is there for protection, obviously. Well, it didn't work, Jensen, because one of the Huskies ripped the boy's arm off. Oh, God. Mid-forearm. Ripped off the lower arm and the hand. The worst part, Cruz were able to find the dog, but not the arm. No! It appears, because they were obviously hoping, hey, maybe a reattachment is possible. Yeah, uh, clearly. But you're saying that they digested the arm. The dog ate the arm. The dog dog ate ate the arm. There were two Huskies. There were two Huskies in the yard, but just one of them attacked the boy. Again, an awful story. That is rough. Uh, who, who do you get? You can't get mad at anybody, though. I mean, kid just being a kid, dog just being a dog. Sock just being a sock. Sock just being a sock. Not the sock's fault. No. Here's a, a little boy who accidentally killed his pet goldfish when he took him out of the tank to give him a cuddle. Oh, now that I can't give any problems. I, that's adorable. This is little Everett Hamlin. He's four. He had a goldfish in his room. He used a chair to climb up to the tank because he wanted to pet his goldfish. He's four, so there's no question what his goldfish's name was, right? Um, Bubbles? Nemo. Nemo. All right. He caught him. He took him to bed for a cuddle, and he was still holding on to the dead fish in his bed when his confused mom found him. He was completely heartbroken when his parents explained what he had done. They are going to get him a new fish, and he promises that he now understands that fish need water. Who stands around their house hitting themselves with fish? Well, I don't know. This little boy, though. Okay. That's a that's a sad uh, sad ending for Nemo, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, but I mean, you'll get another one. The, goldfish are not irreplaceable, man. Uh, and they also, uh, he has his arm, so. <laughs> that's true. If you want to look on the bright side. Yeah. Here is a, a story, and I think I'm rooting for the uh, rooting for the lion in this one. Mm-hmm. This guy, look, don't don't have don't have uh, <laughs> big cats as pets. No, is what I'm saying. I know tigers are awesome. You shouldn't have one as a pet. Yeah, unless you're like going on MTV Cribs or Scarface. Like, don't have <laughs> or a your Mike Tyson. Yeah, right. Have only them. This is Michael Prasak. He lives in the Czech Republic. He is 33. He. Not to spoil it, was thirty three. Oh, no, he bought Fatality. his first. He bought his first lion, the male, in twenty sixteen. He bought a lioness last year, and he kept them both in homemade enclosures in the backyard of his village there in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. He uh, had been denied uh, planning permits to build the pens. He was subsequently fined for illegal breeding, which is what his plan was: was to breed these lions. I love this sentence in the article. His conflict with the authorities reached a stalemate when he refused to let anyone onto his property. All right. So he just wins because he's got lions in the backyard and no police officer wants to go and knock on that door. Permit shmermits. I got the lions. Mr. Prasik made headlines last summer after a cyclist collided with the lioness as he was taking her for a walk on a leash. What? What is happening over here? I can't even imagine. I would go on the other side of the street. I would be nowhere near Lion on Leash. Absolutely. Well, Mr. Prasik's father just found his son's body in the lion's cage Uh. and told the local media it had been locked from the inside. Yay! So was that some sort of mistake that he made? Was it suicide by lion? Or did these lions say, enough with you, F you. And lock it themselves? And they figured out a way to lock the dude in. The lions have learned how to do it. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, that is some real detective stuff. I I absolutely want to see a 48 hours of what really happened here. Yeah, how would that happen? All right, you've suffered through some bad news. I'm going to leave you with a happy story. There's a pig that is making art and selling it for big money. If you had an art-making pig, Jensen, Mm -hmm. what would you name him? He is conquering the art world. She, rather. Her paintings are selling for thousands of dollars. She even has a collaboration with Swatch Watches. Oh, 
Uh, well, this is an easy answer for me. Uh huh. Pig Casso. Yes, it I is Pig Casso. Hey! <laughs> Pig Casso was rescued in 2016 from an industrialized hog farming facility, and she now is living out the rest of her life at a farm sanctuary in Cape Town, South Africa. Mm-hmm. Apparently, painting came natural to Pig Casso. Soon after she was rescued, they gave her some toys to play with. She immediately gravitated toward the paintbrushes. Apparently, she had a knack for painting. It wasn't long before she was dancing the brush across the canvas, it says, mm-hmm. and selling artwork all over the world. She uses a tailor-made brush and child-friendly non-toxic paint, and she makes some pretty cool art. Yeah. She's even had an art exhibition in Cape Town. They sell her Cape Town, they sell her pieces online and through a gallery at the sanctuary. Typically, her paintings sell between five hundred and four thousand dollars. She has brought in almost $150,000 for the sanctuary. So we are ending on a happy story. Well, the, except that one day Pig Casa will be bacon. I, I don't think that's the case, no. in fact. Oh, really? In fact, the, the man who runs the sanctuary says, I am so proud of Pig Casso. From pork chop to global swatch designer, it's just another reason to see pigs as the smart, creative divas that they are and to eat less bacon and go shopping instead. Beautiful. This has been Animal Stories. Animal Stories in the news. Animal Stories to cure your blues. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Q. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Look, look, I... I love the Cardigans music, mm-hmm. but I get a knot in my stomach when I hear them. And one day we got to walk you through maybe the worst interview in the history of the Kevin and Bean Show, Jensen. Oh, boy. It was uh, our producer at the time, Cordy, went up to Nina, the lead singer, afterwards. Nina, this morning's interview with Kevin and Bean, would you say it was the most fun you've ever had? <laughs> no. Yeah, it was pretty It was pretty much a disaster. Uh-oh. Hey, Muggs. Bean. You have been working hard lately, son. Yeah, I've been busy. We keep him busy, but that's a good thing because if I did not keep busy, I would go insane and probably kill myself, which is probably a wish of yours, right? <laughs> this really went off the rails, man. <laughs> I, I love you, Mud. Oh. Why would you say something like that? Oh, thank you, Ben. I appreciate you that. You do great work, as always. You were on the red carpet for Captain Marvel. Now, you've done a bunch of these big Hollywood premieres over the years. How did this one rank? Because it seemed to me like uh, the, the whole city was like really ramped up, ramped up for this one yeah this was a huge and every time you know marvel comes out with a new movie or it's 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 a disney film they go all out on hollywood boulevard over there i mean they set up these these huge canopies and tents you can't even uh like the the general public can't even see inside of who's walking the red carpet that's how exclusive they keep they like close blocks yeah they shut down blocks i mean it it really it, it really is a big deal well, with so many stars in the movie, and obviously it being the hot ticket, I know there were a lot of celebrities there to see the film as well. I can't wait to find out who you talk to. What's up, you guys? Beer Mug here at the world premiere of Captain Marvel. I'm very excited. We got Goose the Cat right behind me and a 15-foot-tall Brie Larson. My oh my. 
My oh my indeed. Yeah, it was. Hey, um, it was. You nice. don't have a lot of thoughts about Goose the Cat. Was Goose there in person? I did not see Goose. I did not see Goose. I was staring the whole time. I was staring at his big poster and also the fifteen foot tall Brie Larson. But I, I really wanted to meet Goose and I didn't. Sure. All right. First celebrity on the red carpet. Ladies and gentlemen, I think I see a, a Kevin Ryder from the Kevin and Bean Show. <laughs> I'm gonna wait until he comes up here. Maybe he'll. Maybe we'll get the interview. I don't know. Kevin from the Kevin and Bean Show. Oh, he's big timing me. Look at this. <laughs> totally big timing me. I work with you, Kevin. <laughs> he just walk on just put his hand up over his face and kept walking. All right. Let's see if he had a change of heart. Oh, you. How's it going? It's going all right. I can't believe you came over and stopped to talk with me. I mean, you're the most important person on the red carpet. That's what I intend to tell everybody. And you do the best interviews. It's good to see that you dressed up. Right? Look at this. I got my, trust me, I'm a superhero shirt on, right? Have you gotten anyone else? You're the first person and today. Last. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> All right, so he talked to you. That was yeah, nice. he stopped. He decided to come over. Improvement to, to uh, here at work where he ignores you. <laughs> yeah. Who is uh, Katherine Kavari? It says here she's a voice actress. Yes, she is the voice of Miss Marvel. Marvel Rising is the animated series that they just put out. Oh, I see. So yeah. she's in the Marvel family, sort of. Doesn't have anything to do with this movie. Right, she's in the animated uh, world. All right, let's see if you have anything to say to Catherine. And by the way, after this, uh, um, Swaggy P stops by. Oh, boy. So it's going to get good. Yes. Um, Being Miss Marvel, are you going to look for certain uh, elements from this movie to kind of add to your voiceover uh, job? I don't understand that question at all. What is that? Play Play it again. Play it again. Can't we? Yeah. uh, (laughs) He doesn't know. I'm I'm trying to to track it. being Miss Marvel, are you going to look for certain uh, elements from this movie to kind of add to your voiceover uh, job? Okay. Okay, I think I. Okay, I think yeah. I, I understand. Yeah, what what I was trying to help me. I think if, if being involved with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and being at that premiere at that time, will she walk around and try to get tips oh. and sort of like I don't know um, inspiration to to. To further her job, I don't know. I, I, not, me, I thought you just meant by watching the movie. You're <laughs> saying you're saying you wanted her to walk around and ask people questions. <laughs> yeah. uh, it sounded like that's what I was asking. Do you guys have any advice for me and my job? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see if she was able to decipher. I guess I don't speak mugs. Maybe Catherine does. <laughs> I think every Marvel movie I watch, I'm like, oh, that's a better grunt. Like, you know, yeah. yeah, no, always. Um, well, you're you're completely out, right? I, it sounded like I was completely out, and it, oh. she got the question. She did. She, she it did. made her question her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> she was being generous with yeah. that with that answer. But it, when when you do when you get to um, I think he has no question right now. He is just racking his brain. What can I say to this woman? Um, what being <laughs> set in the nineties, nineteen ninety five. I don't know how old That's you are. Actually, my favorite year, nineteen ninety five, was one of my favorite years. But you were born in like two thousand one, right? Yes. So you're complimenting yeah, the lady. Yeah, that was there, my right? compliment right there. Good. Because okay. you never, you never say a lady's older. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this next question wouldn't even matter. But let's say you were born in the '90s, or you can remember the '90s. What was your favorite saying from that decade? Hmm. That's <laughs> the age-old question. What's, What's your, your favorite, favorite saying? saying? What's your favorite saying from the nineties? Yeah. You're uh, confusing the hell out of me and this poor woman who now has to come up with an answer on the spot. Well, let's see how she does. My favorite saying. <laughs> um. <laughs> no duh. <laughs> no duh. Remember, remember the one that like 
Um, I like I like you. Not. Oh yeah, I still say that. <laughs> That's awesome. Who's your favorite animated character besides Mrs. Marvel? Oh, um, Squirrel Girl. Fair enough. <laughs> Catherine Kavari, voice of Miss Marvel in Marvel Rising. Thank you so much. She was very nice. She, she was it, very nice. Is it, in fact, awesome that she still does not? <laughs> yeah, she, she's keeping it alive. <laughs> All right, I promise you some swaggy pee. Ladies and gentlemen, this man needs no introduction. Nick Young, a.k.a. Swaggy P. How you doing, Nick? First of all, who's this little man? This little Swaggy right here. Little Swaggy. What's going on, man? Um, what's up? What's up? Hey, little Swaggy, who's your favorite superhero of all time in the Marvel Universe? Who, uh, I'm glad you told the four-year-old. Oh, you got to keep it in the Marvel Universe. <laughs> no Batman on this red carpet. Disney to get mad, you know? How uh, how old is uh, is little Swaggy? I'd say he was about five. About five years old. Yeah. Right, here we go. Well, my second superhero was Black Panther, but my <laughs> but my first superhero is like who? His second favorite superhero yeah. is Black Panther. Yes, yeah. curious. By the way, did you ever talk to Nick Young? I think I did. Or is the entire interview just with his his fetus? I think I asked Nick a question. Uh, honestly, they're both on the same NBA team now. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Black Panther number two, Jensen. Who do you think his favorite is? Um, I'm going to go with with Batman. You can't think. <laughs> Captain America. Captain America. That's what we're talking about, old Swaggy. All right. <laughs> now it's time for a rock and roll legend. Oh. Hall of Famer. Oh. Frankie Valli. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, this man does not need an explanation, okay? He definitely doesn't need an explanation. How old is he? He's got to be 75? Yeah, somewhere oh. around there. What okay. the hell is he doing at Captain I, Marvel? Yeah, I, I don't know. It was funny. When when the publicist walks down and they had, they're holding, like, you know, pieces of paper with people's names on it, it said Frankie Valley, And I looked at him like, of the four seasons? He's like, yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. <laughs> he, to our audience, I think he'd probably best be maybe known for the song Grease. Oh, I think he'd be best known as the uh, inspiration for Jersey Boys. Yeah. Yeah. And, of course, yeah, his uh, his story turned into... And he was a Sopranos actor, too. So let's yeah. see what... Uh, he's, a, a, again, he needs no explanation. No explanation. <laughs> says much. This man not only was a huge musical icon throughout the 50s, 60s, 70s, the 80s, 90s, and now, Mr. Frankie Valli, how, uh, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> this is a question wow. that honestly could be translated as, how are you still alive? Wow. Right? <laughs> Quite a build-up for how are you? <laughs> how are All you right, doing? Let's hear Mr. Valley's answer. I'm doing terrific. It's great to see you. I'm a huge fan of the Four Seasons. I was born in 1983, but my dad brought me up on a lot of great music. Your uh, your group, one of them. Um, and I would like, if it's okay with you, oh no, oh god, to do my uh, do a rendition of Sherry, and you you tell uh, me if I have a little no. uh, if I have the singing chops. All right, here we go. No, why would uh, you do that? Why would you sing his song to him? He, this is gonna kill him after all. <laughs> You're gonna kill Frankie Valley, bugs. I wanted to see how what he thought of my singing abilities. But why would you even think to do that? I just like doing that to uh, the artist. I you like... have, but you have a guy in front of you who's got a million stories. Wouldn't the time be better served getting him to tell you? something rather than forcing him look, against his will to listen to you sing. Look, if radio doesn't work out and he ends up liking my singing abilities, yeah, is, I can get the lead role in Jersey Boys on Broadway. This is the voice. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here's here's Muggs' audition in front of Frankie Valley. Sherry, uh. <laughs> That was pretty good. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You heard it here first. Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons says my rendition as Jerry was pretty good. 
did, yes. <laughs> he can't hear anything at this point. Yeah, sound like it. He's just nodding. Uh, he doesn't man. know. And believe it or not, uh, before we have to take a break and come back with part two, you had one more question that really, again, confused me very much with the legend Frankie Valley. You were a big fan of uh, of Limp Biscuit, then, right? Of who? Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I am. There were no four seasons, let me tell you. I know. <laughs> well, enjoy the movie. Thank you so much for talking, stopping, talking. And I'm, I'm really an awe. I, I, I am. <laughs> I'm sorry. Can I hear that again? Well, enjoy the movie. Thank you so much for ta- stopping, talking. And I'm, I, I'm really an awe. I, I, I am. <laughs> that was just a wonderful encounter all around. Wow. He's the uh, best. Part two, by the way, you mentioned uh, your friend Milana Weintrub. She mm-hmm. stopped yeah. by on the red carpet. And then Muggs gets into a very confusing situation <laughs> with the comp- composer of the Captain Marvel soundtrack. <sighs> and then he interviews the 15-foot stand-up, the, cutout, uh, the cardboard this cutout of Brie This is Larson. gold. It's gold, and there's more coming right back at you on K-Rock. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Muggs, when you hear the interviews back, I know they're fun while you're doing them. When you hear them back, are you in awe of how talented you are? It's like I'm listening to Walter Cronkite at his best, at his peak. I agree. Uh, from the 310, Beer Mug's uh, red carpet interviews are like one huge moment with. I mean, that's a different perspective. <laughs> no, 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 but that's still good. <laughs> <laughs> that's a different way to put it. All right, so we heard uh, Frankie Valley in the last segment. Oh, you know who Nick... didn't hear it is Frankie Valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, he seemed very deaf. And he's the lucky one in this relationship. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, former NBA player Nick Young. We also heard uh, K-Rock's Kevin being interviewed. Our uh, friend of the show and Jensen, a personal friend of yours, yes. uh, Melania Vintrup. Melania Vintrup, yes. she's. She, people she, know her from This Is Us. She was on that. She was on the show yes. Love. And then she right. was always Lily from those commercials. Uh, AT&T. What, AT&T, yeah. Yeah, she is adorable and delightful. And Muggs, it sounded like she recognized you and she was happy to come up and spend a few moments with you. Melania, so much has happened in your career over these like last three years. Explain to the Kevin and Bean audience what it's like with all these huge moves. Like, you're the voice of Squirrel Girl in Marvel Rising. Yeah. It, um, it feels like... Uh, you ever do drugs? Yeah, quite quite a few. It feels like when you, like, get the cocktail just right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. But naturally. Have you met uh, Brie Larson? No, not yet, but I'm going to tonight. If it's the last thing I do. <laughs> when you go up to her, you should be like, Hey, Brie, are you nervous me- meeting me? Yeah, I'm gonna ask her if she's intimidated. <laughs> um, he's out, out, yeah. done. What gives that away? The um, um, the, um. this ta- this movie takes place in the 90s, 90, 1995. Oh, what's the question gonna be? I think it it's be, what's, what's your favorite, your favorite saying? saying? <laughs> Let's see. He's asking you to open up to the camera oh. a little bit. Because the because the camera wants to see me and not Milana, right? So she's directing you yes. on how to how to stand for better coverage. Mm-hmm. I think I was blocking Milana completely in this video. Amazing. Well, uh, that's <laughs> unforgivable. The movie takes place in 1995, so I'm, I've been asking everybody that's stopped uh, by uh, uh, some 90s questions. If you can give one piece of fashion back, you can you can let the 90s have it. What would it be? You know, oh, eh, not too bad. Changed it up? I mean, yeah, the, the not... wording is questionable. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> really quite a construction right. site. Let's see what Milana says. You know those tracksuits that made noise that would swish as you walk? They were made of plastic. Yes. Like they were highly flammable plastic. <laughs> swish, 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 swish. Like nobody needs to hear you walk. Those are sweet, though. I love I love the material, though. You're going to hate me. I love those. What, why did you like them? For the noise. Oh, okay. <laughs> why would... Uh, I? Uh... Well, Milana, have fun tonight. 
You're doing a great job. I don't care what Kevin or Bean say about you. I just want you to know that you came here and you did your job today. You asked me two questions. Oh, you are in love now. I, lo- I are- loved her before, but now it's just... You are set for the rest of... You can you can dine out on that compliment for the rest of your career, Bugs. Absolutely. Her name is Pinar Toprak, <laughs> and she is the composer of the score for Captain Marvel. Fantastic first question here. Ladies and gentlemen, the lady, the woman who scored Captain Marvel, Pinar Toprak, how you doing? I'm great, how are you? Fantastic. First of all, uh, music is a big part of my life, working at... Uh, musical radio station and what how important is it to get the score right when it comes to such a humongous action movie like this one Great question. Uh, more important more important than getting it wrong i'll tell you how important is it to get the score right you know wow. what i don't really think about that much uh. i I don't think it really matters if the music matches up with the film at all. So good. Kind of a weird question. Yes. How important is it for you to do your job good? <laughs> exactly. It's very important. Oh, thank you for that. Oh, what is your favorite movie score besides all of yours of all time? Oh, my, my scores. I'll never say they're my favorite. <laughs> my, the Batman, the 1989 Batman theme, even though I'm mentioning a DC comic, at what? my favorite of all time. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Why weren't there Marvel snipers there to take you out for even saying the B word on the red carpet? I literally looked to my top left and right before I said that. Well, unfortunately, Beer Mug did not get to talk to Captain Marvel herself, but he did decide, since there was a giant 15-foot cutout of the actress on the red carpet, that he would just spend his time. Jensen, are you ready for this? Please. Interviewing cardboard. (sighs) Okay. Which te- technically Ladies was, gentlemen, uh, unfortunately, te- technically te- what? Well, it's technically also what Frankie Valley was. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, unfortunately, Bree did not pass us on the carpet, but I have the next best thing. It's a 15-foot version of Bree. Bree, you look beautiful as Captain Marvin. I'm going to do a little interview right now, right now with her. I'm actually nervous, as you can tell. Bree. Drunk or tired, Bugs? No, I, I think the cardboard cutout of Brie Larson was making me nervous. So you're just intimidated by her beauty. <laughs> okay. How do they make a costume this size for you to fit in? know if i can mic her that well okay there she's not going to talk man. she's made of cardboard what happened to the thing where you answer your own questions where you go oh that's a good question beer mug i don't know how they did it what so, happened to that i i think some somehow i was just hoping for the cardboard cutout to speak to me i see <laughs> oh, she's okay. really tall i'm just going to take her at her word get lost staring at her under chin which she doesn't have any I'm totally blowing this interview. Oh, are you? <laughs> this one, I'm yeah. Here with Goose the cat. Goose. Well, oh, wait, hold on. There's a cardboard of the cat, too? Yeah. Wow. All right, final interview with Mugs on the red carpet of Captain Marvel. I'm here with Goose the cat. Goose, what was it like working alongside the talented and lovely Brie Larson? It was perfect. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen. Right? Beer Mug 2020. Where, Thank you. Where do you put the Pulitzer when you get it? <laughs> It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Jensen, you asked uh, Beer Mug to stick around. What's going on? I did. We're doing a fast food report. I'm very excited about it. And I think with the, you know, them postal boys, uh, just me and you in here, we needed another person. And who's better to talk about fast food than Mugs? My wheelhouse, baby. It's a little lives, man. More of your wheelhouse and celebrity interviews, at least. (laughs) Uh, This is the fast food report. KROQ 106.7 FM through the magical wonderment of radio airwaves brings you the fast food report. 
with your dude with the lowdown on chain restaurant food, Jensen Carp. Pooped my pants. He'll get his hands dirty with grease and face covered in cheese. He's your direct line to delicacies and calories. He's Jensen Carp. Take it away, gumshoe. Again, gumshoe is more of an investigative thing. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Understands a that. bit of a police detective. You are detective. fascinated with fast food, though. And uh, if I know you, Jensen, you're the kind of guy who will hear about an item that is being tested at a restaurant 60 miles away, yeah. and you'll drive there just to make sure you get to try one. I love it. I love the idea that, that they test these things and see if they're positive, and if so, then they go across the world. But most of the time, we don't even know some of these things because they don't move past the first step, and I'm here to tell you about those items. First up, guys, Papa John's has had a couple few few rough years lately. Uh, and diver- dessert- I don't even call so. into the conference calls anymore. No, <laughs> it just was too uncomfortable. Yeah, well, they also asked you to stop because you were saying the N-word on the thing. Uh, listen, and deservedly so, but you have to wonder if they're turning things around with their newest announcement. The introduction of hot honey chicken and waffle pizza. Oh, yeah. I'm intrigued. Again, hot honey, chicken and waffle pizza. It's the result of fan voting. It was a contest, and this won out. Uh, it will debut sometime later this year, and the pizza will come topped with crispy fried chicken, waffle crumbs, bacon cheese, and a drizzle of spicy honey. No price has been set yet, and it will be exclusive to North America. So I ask you, although the pizza is unorthodox, will you eat it or beat it? Mugs first. I got I to gotta say, you got to give the fans what they want. Eat it, baby. Eat it. That's, a, that's a one up. What are you thinking, Bean? I uh, I don't eat some of those uh, animals, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you, that sounds like a winner to me. I say eat it. Eat it. It's an eat it, but with a bit of a conundrum. Yeah. Like, Minus yeah. the pig. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. No, no pig. There's... All right. Anyway, here we go. You ready? <laughs> das Wiener Schnitzel is the 99 left balloons of quick service restaurants. It's German, and really no one needs it in their life. But after hearing about their newest French fry dish, you might be feeling differently. Welcome to the table. The Thousand Island Chili Cheese Fries. All right. What are you thinking off just the name? You guys I like Horrible. it? Horrible. All right. Here we go. Ad- Advertise is getting inspiration from Los Angeles. These fries are topped with chili, shredded cheddar cheese, Thousand Island dressing, and grilled onions, which makes me think these are influenced by In-N-Out Burger. This oh, is basically the same thing you get on a burger, now on fries. These will be available through April 28th at all locations, available in both regular and large sizes. So, are you ready for this side dish? So you tell me, eat it or beat it. Mugs first. I think initially it sounds kind of strange with the Thousand Island creaminess and the chili meat. Mm-hmm. But it's not unorthodox to put Thousand Island on a, on a hamburger patty. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, eat it. Eat it. I'm starting to get nervous that Mugs is only going to eat it. But <laughs> there's never been an item ever made that he won't eat. Right, so be where are you at? It's, I mean, it made my stomach hurt just hearing the description of it. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I got to pass on this one, Jesse. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Taco Bell does know. They understand that three is a crowd, but when it comes to their new Chalupa, they just don't care. You see, now entering its second test city of Minneapolis in hopes of branching out through the United States is the Triple Lupa. Oh, The Triple Lupa. It's three in one. It's a pull-apart crispy chalupa, meaning like Siamese twins, these three chalupas come uh, connected together. You can either eat them all attached like a log Subway sandwich or remove them one by one and pass them out to friends. They are filled with seasoned beef, lettuce, tomatoes, and a three-cheese blend with nacho cheese sauce on one, chipotle on the other side, and a combination of both right down the middle. 
Here come the farts. It was first <laughs> tested in Orange County, so some lucky people listening may have already tried it. But with a price tag of three forty nine, I ask you three times: eat it, eat it, eat it, or beat it, beat it, beat it. Mugs first. Oh my God! Uh, this is like the nesting dolls of Chalupas. It is. They, I, when they when Taco Bell came out with the double decker, that was impressive. Yeah. This is just mind blowing. I'm gonna go and eat it, eat it, eat it. Eat, eat, eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, this uh, to me, Jensen, sounds like the human centipede of Chalupas. <laughs> It does so make me a direction. little bit nervous. Yeah. What's the, what's the, is this the equivalent of just buying three chalupas except they all happen to be connected? Yes. And also the sauces switch in between and then they combo in the middle. Yeah. Um, I think they're just trying to fancy something up that doesn't need to be fancy. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with the old chalupas. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to beat it. Beat, beat, beat oh. it. Uh, all right. I understand. Wow. Uh, we are really split down the middle here and still yet to find something mugs won't eat. Uh, now, some of you are lucky enough to live near a Sonic and you've been able to take advantage of the recently debuted brunch burger. This is your typical hamburger uh, topped with melty cheese, bacon, and a fried egg all in a brioche bun, combining so many elements that basic white girls love on a Sunday afternoon. But that's not what I'm asking you today. To go with the brunch burger, they just added the cherry limeade mimosa to the menu. It's a non-alcoholic beverage consisting of the chain's classic cherry lemonade, uh, limeade, but now with a splash of orange juice. Now let's ignore the idea that you could do this yourself at any nearby CVS and answer me this. Drink it or sink it. I I love the idea, especially with Sonic's rich food. You mm-hmm. go in there, get a already made cherry limeade, and you know if you want, you know the mimosa factor. You want just bring your own alcohol, dip it in. I say drink it. Drink it. Uh, Bean, again, I'm starting to predict that he's going to say yes to everything, but now we have to hear yours. And I also love that Muggs always has alcohol in his car at all times, too, so he can mix that away. Um, slightly problematic. I think, I think cherry limeade is an attractive option when you're looking for something different sure. in your in your drinks. And, and with a brunch yeah. burger, yeah. Yeah, I think that I, I, I will allow it, and I will drink it. Drink it. All right, last one. This one's a little different than the usual fare I feature on the Fast Food Report, because this time it's not a food, it's a QSR edition. It appears that Chipotle will be introducing a drive-through option at some locations and they'll be dubbing it in the cutest way possible, the Chipotle. All strong. Wow. Customer- How much did they pay you to come up with that, Judson? I mean, I'm pretty good at those things. <laughs> Customers will be able to place their order through the Chipotle mobile app or via their website, then pick it up in the Chipotle, all without ever having to leave their car. It will start with a few dozen locations, then based on its popularity, move throughout the country. Now, keep in mind that so much of Chipotle's appeal has been the factory line method, where you have to walk in to figure out what you want added in your burrito or bowl or taco. So does ordering in advance seem like an option you'd be into just to be lazier? I think I know the answer from Muggs, but mugs, do you beat it or eat it? You guys, eat it. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm just guessing. I mean, at this wait, point. Chipotle for me always comes out faster than it goes in. So why not pick it up even faster? Right. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Good point. Bean, Bean, um, Bean again. Think... It's a new record that he has eat it or drink it on every single item. Yeah, but he's five for five. Let's yeah. go to you. Uh, this. Um, Probably won't surprise you, Jensen, because you and I are very similar yes. in a lot of ways. I do not do drive-throughs. I always go into the restaurant. Well, I I, I, I do some drive-throughs, but in Chipotle's stance, I'm being like in a sense that I need to pick it by hand, and sometimes I change up my order. I need to see. Yeah, it. I'm fine. I'm fine with it existing. It won't affect me. So I uh, again, I will allow it, and I and I say more power to you if you want to go through the drive-through. I mean, again, there were two answers of beans that probably were beat it, but he just wanted to sound positive in case they're sponsors. That was the Fast Food Report. Signing off for Carol Q 106.7 FM. That was the Fast Food Report with Jensen Carp. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock.
Jensen, you're in for Allie with What's Happening. This is where we usually do That's My Jam. We'll continue today in her absence, yeah. and we have a very special edition of That's My Jam today. That's right. To celebrate International Women's Day, we ask all of our cast and crew here on the Kevin and Bean Show to pick songs from their own collections. They could be new or old, but this time we ask them to pick songs that are from either a female musician or a female-led rock band. Mm-hmm. That's That was what they were given. Uh, and I'm very excited about the choices. I think there's some good ones here, too. Kevin actually... He's uh, on vacation starting today, but he chose a song that goes back a few years from a band that is very good. If you've ever had the opportunity to see Grace Potter and the Nocturnals live, they put on a great show. They are a real live rock band. And this song is from uh, a few years ago, uh, 2010, I want to say, or Mm -hmm. it's around uh, around when Grace came out with this one. It's called Paris, Ooh La La. Check it out. the fun things about this feature is not everything has to be a brand new song. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, there could be somebody out there who listened to the playlist and go, oh, I, I'm not familiar with this Grace Potter and you've just been turned on to an awesome act that's got a lot of music out there. Well, I'm happy you brought up the playlist because you can get to it through our social media on Twitter or Instagram at Kevin and Bean or go to krock.com. It has a hundred songs, six hours of music, and it now has over 3,500 followers. So we'd that's fantastic. love to have you on it. All right, my pick this week is a brand new song from my favorite artist currently working today. You've heard me gush over her. I think she is, I mean, I think she's the best thing going right now, certainly for her generation. Her name is Billie Eilish. This is a very controversial song because it's called Wish You Were Gay, and it is not the queer anthem that a lot of her fans were hoping it would be. The idea behind the song was she doesn't want to accept that this guy is not into her, so the song is about how... I wish you were gay, so at least I'd have an excuse to save face, and it wouldn't just be me you don't like. It would be that you don't like girls. It has not been interpreted that way, and she's found herself having to apologize, but as usual, I think the song is great. How am I supposed to make you feel okay? As big as she is Mm. and how big the concert venues are that she's now selling out all over the world, she has yet to release her debut album, but that song will be on it, and it comes out two weeks from today. That's my my jam pick from Billie Eilish. And she's just getting better and better. Yep. Uh, I wanted to shout out Apple Music today in kind of a cool way. I went to go get my new releases downloaded, and they they didn't post new releases. They put all uh, female musicians up, also in new singles and new albums. They're all celebrating. All celebrating. I love it. And so uh, let's get into Allie's first pick. She went with a classic band out of Boston, Mass. No shock there. It's the rock band led by singer Kay Hanley, and you know them as Letters to Cleo. Uh, This song is from their debut album, Aurora Glory Alice, and it's best known, they're best known as a band for having some of the hottest cuts on 90s soundtracks like The Craft, 10 Things I Hate About You, and also Kay, the lead singer, uh, she's the voice of Josie in the Josie and the Pussycats movie that's having a bit of a cult classic renaissance right now. The song is Letters from Cleo Here and Now. (laughs) 
Uh, my pick uh, is uh, born Amala Damlani. Doja Cat is best known for her viral joke song here on Kevin and Bean, I'm a Cow Moo. That's bitch, this. I'm a cow, bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say meow. You're telling me she's got something better than I'm a cow? I believe that was a joke song. Now she's released her debut album full of non-joke songs. Uh, it's called Amala, and it's great. The whole record is filled with impressive R&B. Let's focus on the song Wild Beach. Wild Beach. That's my jam. You should go to all the Kevin and Bean social media and check it out and get the playlist and put it on shuffle and you got music for the whole weekend. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hey, uh, Jensen, yes. why don't you introduce the handsome young man who just uh, slid in beside you? Well, right. I'm very excited. Uh, one of my favorite comedians. I think that Instagram is mostly a time suck of terrible things. Uh, but this guy brings some sort of positivity and excitement and laughter to it. Uh, if you follow him on Instagram, you know how insanely funny he is. But he's been writing for Amy Schumer and Sarah Silverman for many years. Kyle Dunnigan is in studio. Hi, hey. hey. How are you, sir? I'm really good. I'm very good. So I, I feel guess... like this is a great time to have you in because yeah. you put up a video <laughs> this week that was so popular mm. that the man doesn't yeah. want us to be able to see it. Yeah, it got banned. What got... happened? I mean, that's I the best case know. scenario. Let's be honest here. I, I would have liked it to stay up, personally. <laughs> so basically what you did, you do, let's explain it, is yeah. you use sort of a face swap app. Yeah, and you're very good at impressions, and they uh, basically, it's it's you're very good at the face swap app. Like Thank it's, you. it's creepy how much your face becomes <laughs> a celebrity you're impersonating. Uh, that was a dog. Sorry, Linus, <laughs> not now. <laughs> and so basically, then your mouth does the impression with the celebrity's face, and you mm. did Michael Jackson this week. Yes, and uh, they took it down. And so what, the joke being, you, you can't pick on pedophiles. <laughs> no, listen, I don't look. I just kind of make what I think is fun. I didn't even think like this is controversial. I really just thought this would be funny. And... The idea is is that you said, I'm not a pedophile, starts the video. This HBO doc is clearly lies. Which, have you seen? I, we have, yes. Because I, I, I really went into that like, these guys are lying. I really did. Oh, really? And, yeah, and an hour in, I was like, wait a minute. No. <laughs> that's a lot, of, of, that's a lot of detail to make up. So much. They have to be the greatest improvisers and actors I've ever seen in Kyle, I have very bad news for you. Uh-oh, what's that? Michael Jackson was a pedophile. Oh, my God. No! <laughs> I hate to be the one to break. I know. But it's hard to hear. But he songs. Yeah. How could that be? How can you be a pedophile and good at music? It doesn't make any How sense, it Bean. It's impossible. So, and so you, you did... Yeah, you, then you break, I mean, he breaks the character and says, no, obviously I had sex with boys, and then you go into detail about how good of a pedophile Michael Jackson well, I was. Well, I just said what was true, yes. which you know, he built this Neverland. He built a big candy store. It's like Neverland was a big white pedophile van. Yeah. The greatest pedophile van. So what's the reason that, I mean, is the reason they give you that it's that they they say it's somehow liable or something? Is that what they're they trying to They didn't give me any using? um any explanation. It, it I don't know. I think it's very Because you could do that on stage and no one would stop you and you I wouldn't know. get sued for it. I mean you didn't say any I, I mean I can't imagine you said anything that was actionable I at think, this point. No, I didn't. But I think it, the timing of the environment of the world right now, everyone's just scared of something. Yeah. I mean, you really can't do the type of comedy that, 
Like, you could never do Archie Bunker anymore, even though that character really did help uh, race relations. Because yeah. you're laughing at this idiot who's being racist. Mm-hmm. But now there's just no nuance. It's yeah. just you you doing a character and them saying something is you doing it. We're, we're not commenting. We I, can't do that anymore. I think a large part of it is that the internet and social media is the way that we read a lot of the comedy, at least most of the world. You know, like when you read a set that happened at, at Largo or Meltdown or wherever, and yeah. you read it, there's no sarcasm font. You know yeah. what I mean? So, like, you just read it honestly and earnestly, and then you're like, this guy's terrible. Yeah, yeah. You don't hear any of the tone used. Yeah. You were uh, Kyle Dunnigan in studio with this comedian actor, Emmy Award winner, by the way. Yes. I was very disappointed you weren't carrying that Emmy when you walked in here today. It's in the lobby. <laughs> he has a, a show at the Largo at the Coronet coming up on Wednesday with Natasha Leguero and very special guests. Uh, that's a rescheduled show from the 11th, so you definitely want to check that out. Um, Bill Maher is one of your favorite char- fam- famous characters that you do so well. Do you, people? Well, really think I'm going to do Bill Maher right now. I'm not. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's, is he the worst? Uh, I think he might, I think he's he might the be. Worst. I, that's what I was get, getting to is I was going <laughs> to ask while we're talking I, about reaction to your characters. He seems to me like a guy who, I could be dead wrong about this, dishes it out, doesn't like to take it. No. Mm-mm. And am I right about that? I think you're right. What's his reaction, if you know, to your Bill Maher? Well, I actually went to Hawaii with him what? years ago. Okay. I was when dating, you were dating? I was dating, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was dating Sarah Silverman at the time, and we missed our flight, and then he was going to Hawaii the next day mm. and invited. But then very quickly realized I was just a barnacle. Um, he wanted Sarah to be there and yeah. not me. And sure. So I get it, but he was not nice to me. Ugh. So then I felt, but that makes me feel better to do the impression because I feel like. Yeah, yeah you kind of do a lot of heels. Like these are some of the impressions you do Donald Sterling, Bill Maher, <laughs> Donald Trump, Perez Hilton, Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, baby. Even, yeah. You do, like the Kardashians have actually addressed your impressions, right? Yeah, they, uh, Chloe made a video. I did this video that was like, we're mad at you. And they're just all <laughs> mad at everything. Yeah. And then she made one, which I thought was cool. Yeah, seemed nice. Are you uh, Are you Stern's Trump? Uh, you know what? I sometimes, but no, sometimes. mainly it's... Uh, Anthony. Right? Anthony, yeah. Anthony. Got uh, but Craig is my favorite character. Can you explain to people who Craig is? Because I think it started on Reno 911, right? Actually, no. I've been doing that character since I was... I have pictures of me like eight years old, and I'd never remember not doing that character. And explain really? what it is to people. Is he your uh, alter ego kind? I, you know what? I don't know. I guess. Is there a little bit of Craig in all of us? I, I think so. That's going on, you guess. I just was... Uh, my mother would do characters with me mm-hmm. uh, she, for hours, and I would think as a child, like, this is enough of this. Right. You guys yeah. are like a vaudevillian act. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it just sort of... This guy lived next door to me named Craig growing up. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I know someone in my life sort of checked like this. She's <laughs> like, I ate some chicken thumbs. She had this funny way of talking. Mm-hmm. I just kind of put that on there. And well, then he's yeah. a terrible driver. I know that. What's that? Craig. Oh, yeah. He's <laughs> yeah. terrible driver. He's <laughs> terrible at everything. All right. We got to take a quick break. Kyle Dunnigan is our guest. Again, the show at the Largo is going to be coming up this Wednesday. Tickets available at LargoLA.com. More in a moment on K Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. Kyle Dunnigan, comedian and actor in studio with us. Uh, that uh, comment uh, off-air, Kyle, you're a professional comedian. Yeah. That was funny, right? Oh, hilarious. Okay. You nailed it. <laughs> and how quickly it, would but... I be fired if I said it? Listeners love this talk. Yeah. They love it. <laughs> they do. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, Kyle Dunnigan has over 500,000 followers on Instagram. 
Well, after this show, probably a million. Five thousand and one. Kyle, <laughs> I was wondering about the uh, the the uh, the way you spend your time because obviously it has made you beloved in the comedy community, and I'm sh- oh, nice. and I guess it, I, I'm sure that it helps you with your stand up, right? Yeah. People, the, the the fact that people love your videos, but do you put a ton of time into those Instagram videos? Is that like when you wake up some days? Is that your job? Some, you know, some things I do put a lot of time into, um, and some just kind of come out pretty quick. I I sort of. We'll have an idea, and then a lot of times I'll sleep on it. I'll, maybe I'll make a quick video of it, and then I'll just sleep on it and wake up. I think the subconscious gives you like better ideas. Who Who's your favorite person to impersonate on uh on It changes. Instagram? I used to like doing Caitlin, but I'm getting a little bored of that. Mm-hmm. Um, now I really like doing Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anymore. Well, the good news is it's still on your Twitter, right? Yeah. Which is at Kyle Dunnigan. You can and still YouTube, see it. And YouTube. And But it's been banned in many places socially. Many, many. So I, I just can't believe, just like after watching that documentary, like, things don't pass the smell test. Like, I didn't have my childhood. But when you're a kid, you don't sleep in the same bed. With When you have a sleepover, you have your own bed. Yes. There's a lot of things where you're like, wait, wait a minute. Yeah, you're not like sleepover pals because you're in the same bed. No, right. that has nothing to do with childhood sleepovers. No. But I, I guess the thing I took out of the documentary the most is it, the parents allowing these things. I and know. I get And I get that he's a manipulator in a sense that he like allowed these things. And they're starstruck. And they're starstruck. So starstruck. But like, I don't... I. It's funny because at first it does seem like they're like we didn't let him sleep with Michael. That that didn't make sense to us. Yeah. But after three or four, we we started to let him. Like it seems like he, they were very. He was very good at cover. You know, like crossing the moat for. Parents. He also sold that narrative of like I'm. I just I'm a child. If if Bruce Springsteen was like I like to sleep with little kids, <laughs> right. we'd be like hey no no. <laughs> right. But they he sold this persona that he never grew up. Yeah. Really well. It's the Peter Pan thing. Which, oh my goodness. Oh, the party guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, we can't go into detail, but, but but there is a cutout of Peter Pan in his room, and it was implemented into the molestations, which oh, yeah, yeah, which no. also could yeah, affect what? my visions of Peter Pan. That's from- innocent. Oh, no. What? <laughs> what, Bean? You got problems? <laughs> Kick your ass. This is... I can't watch the show. I can't watch the, the documentary. It's hard to watch. Yeah. I did it right before I went to bed. I had two horrible <laughs> sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> like one hour there. Oh, my God. What um, happened? We all ignored this? We all me... just sat back and watched a grown man sleep with little boys? Yeah. Hey, Thriller was great. Th- thriller was good. Was That's good. right. Let me change topics for a second. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, come on. Yeah. Really? No, no. Because I think, you're Kyle, you're a great person to, to, uh, to talk talk to about this because you are a, uh, a comedian and a writer. You worked on Sarah's I Love You America show, yes. which got a short shrift as far as I'm concerned. Way more people should have seen that show than did. But I wondered what your impression was. If for folks who don't know, this was a show where she came out and said, look, everyone knows how super liberal I am, but we're all people and we're all Americans and there has to be common ground. That was the goal of the show was to find the common ground mm-hmm. and bring people together, which seems in the in 2017 or 18, whenever it was on, already too late in our history to be able to do that. Mm. It seems like it's a failed mission statement that you're going to somehow find common ground these days politically. What was that like Very for you? Difficult. Well, I wrote, show? I wrote for the first season and I really feel like I did not contribute anything <laughs> of value. I wrote a fart sketch that got in. Like what I was doing. Well, everybody could agree on farts, yeah, right? <laughs> That's, That's where that. you find the common ground. Yeah. Okay, I actually there you had go. like a midlife crisis working on that show. Uh-huh. Um, I was like, what am I doing with my life? 
uh, I, I just felt like too old to be in a writer's room, and uh, I just had to leave mm-hmm. after the first season. But I did, you know, the people were great. It was really fun to work on it. Um, but I did not feel like I can helped America at all with anything. Well, maybe that was the hard part to do. Yeah. yeah I mean, it seems well, difficult. It, it is really... Um, it feels impossible right now, but... So if people know you from your Emmy wins with Inside Amy Schumer or your Instagram, what is the Largo show like? Like, what are they going to see when they go to this show? Because well, I was wondering it myself, because I'm a huge fan of your Instagram and, and the characters you do. And then what happens when I go to the show? Uh, well, first of all, we got some great guests. Mm-hmm. Sarah, actually, Sullivan will be on that. Great. And Nick oh. Thune, very Love funny. Nick. Love Nick. Natasha Legero. Oh, funny. she's very funny. Special guest. Um, what I do some music stuff... I do some some impressions here and there, but not many. I just did a tour of the East Coast, and I felt like people wanted impressions. Mm-hmm. Like when I would start to do them, they'd light up, and then I'd go back to my stories, and they're like, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I do um, tell, like, embarrassing stories about myself a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I liked what I'm trying to do, and I don't know if I'll be able to do this by Wednesday. Is the mm-hmm. next Wednesday? Yes. Wednesday, right. Uh, I want to talk into my phone into the face swap and project it on a big screen oh and Largo has this big screen yeah and maybe do like improv with the audience or something that'd like be great that. cause yeah. I want to incorporate what people want to see and I feel like people come to see me do impressions now which is, I never did impressions before by the way it's really weird yeah you just did characters like yeah. the original characters yeah Howard Stern was the first um, place where I sent in the Donald Sterling. They just put it on the air. Yeah. And I was like, oh, and then they called me to do more and they just started doing more. And then Face Swap, I, I would do Donald Trump and stuff, but I never, I look the opposite of Donald Trump and every part of my face <laughs> yeah. is different than everything. <laughs> yeah. So when I, when I saw the app, I was like, oh, I could do him now. Yeah. And that's when I just uh, started. Uh, also, what? if you like comedy music, I did just remember that Kyle has a song I love called "Fu Mistletoe" that is on YouTube. A Christmas song. It is great. Yeah, yeah, and thanks. Bean, do you have that in your collection? I, I'm going to add it immediately after this show. He has a ton. Add it to the playlist. Yeah, please do. It is great. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, Kyle, the Largo show sounds like fun. It's next Wednesday, as you mentioned. You and a bunch of special guests trying out some stuff. Largo-LA.com tickets are just thirty bucks. So glad we got to meet you. Give us some more Michael Jackson on your Instagram. We'll be watching. Tee- Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. International Women's Day playing all music by female artists on the Kevin and Bean show today. And right now, one of yours by request. It's time to keep it 100. I got to keep it 100. Keep it 100, baby. Keep it 100. I keep it 100. There were no shortage of great suggestions from the listeners this week, Jensen. Uh, mm-hmm. Texter number 99, Connection by Elastica. Wouldn't would, have been mad at that, by that the way. That would have been great, yeah. Uh, number 101, Sarah, so sorry, no Natalie Imbruglia for you, but we could have been here in Torn right now. I would have loved that. Which I also love, but only one can wear the crown. And this time it's Valente from Anaheim, who joins us on the phone right now. Hey, Valente, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Bean? What's up, Jensen? Hello. It's International Women's Day. Are they celebrating at all at work or anything like that? They put out a memo here, so they're aware it happened. How about where you work? Uh, it's mostly guys there. Just a couple women working on the in the offices. Well, buy them lunch today. Do that, all right? All right. Okay. And so you... we so basically for keep it a hundred, we we went to a man to explain to us what song we should listen to from a <laughs> yes, woman. Yes, that's right. We're being mansplained. Yes, exactly yes, right. Yes, yes. How did you uh, How did you pick the song that you came up with, Valente? Um, well, I watched the movie a while back, and uh, 
it was a great movie, and I always the the song always stuck to me, and it's a great song. It is a great song. We would like you to introduce this week's Keep It 100 on K-Rock for us. Runaways, Cherry Bomb. Keep I'm going to miss you, babe. Thanks, dude. Good morning. That sounds great. That uh, song has been used in movies from Dazed and Confused right up to Guardians of the Galaxy. Remember, it was in the first Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Going all the way back to what year, Jensen, filling in for Allie? What year was Cherry Bomb released by The Runaways? Oh, I I am not as good as Allie is at this, but my guess would be 1981. You couldn't be more wrong. (laughs) 1976. No, not too bad. You make it seem like it's from the 60s. Well, it's five years, but I'm saying. 1976, that song has stood the test of time, hasn't it? Yeah, it sounds new. It sounds great. Yeah, if it came out today, we would love it. And Valente from Anaheim, he requested that. And the movie that he made a reference to was The Runaway Story, which was a film back in uh, 2010. But a fantastic choice, and we'll do it again uh, next Friday as we keep it 100 on the world-famous K-Rock. Keep it 100. It's Kevin and K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. It's a shame there's no uh, way to recap things that happen during the week. Yeah, people miss a ton of stuff. It is weird that we do so many things and then no one knows what happens at the end. I know I barely listen. It's Friday on the show and I'm nervous for you. So in case you missed it, here's the week in review. Bean doping up his Instagram to start posting pics and in the process admitted to probably killing kids. So Donna had to call and make up some excuse. He was shaving his face. Okay, that's the truth. That's as likely as Momo popping up on your screen. Sam Jackson and Brie Larson sure make a good team. And a doc left the King of Pop's legacy dismantled. So he had to ask listeners if MJ was canceled. My mom is superstitious. Danielle is the best. Gavin Rossdale and Kyle Dunnigan were both guests. And yes, we heard a new story. Straight from Bean. He's moving out to England to make love to the Queen. So in nine months, we lose a legend of broadcast. If you miss that, download the podcast. Great work, as always, Jensen. Let me tell you why you need to hear today's Kevin and Bean podcast because Beer Mug on the Red Carpet at Captain Marvel was some of the finest work he's ever done. And if you're listening now, you probably missed that in the 7 o'clock hour. So the podcast is available at radio.com, krock.com, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get yours. Hey, Kat Corbett. Hi. Did Beer Mug offend everyone? Uh, not what? offend. Huh? He, he made radio gold. He interviewed <laughs> oh, yeah. a cardboard cutout of Brie Larson. <laughs> he talked to a voice actress and asked if she learns anything while watching other movies. Oh. He also sang... For Frankie Valli. He sang a Four Seasons song to Frankie Valli to see if Frankie Valli thought he was good. And Frankie Valli, when he talks, sounds like the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> he does. <laughs> all things you should know. I'm glad it's... Kat, I was very yes. sad that Allie is out ill today yeah. because it is... I'll be your token thing. female. Yes, is that what I am, the token female? No, not at all. We have you Chip, are... who's half a woman. She's very short. <laughs> How dare you? How dare um, you is right. We've, we've, we were embarrassed not having Allie here today on International Women's Day. Of course, we tried to represent as well as we could. We 
with the music, and I hope you'll continue and do some as, as much as you can on your show today. Well, I hope you, I mean, I wish you didn't tell her to stay home today. That well, was really how weird. how dare you? Well, actually, uh, <laughs> it was something that we thought we could do alone, you know? Well, okay. yeah, because then you, and you probably explained to her why. Absolutely. Sure. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Okay. So Kat is here like she is every Friday. We'll get to her recommendations for the weekend first, though. In for Allie, here's Jensen with a little more What's Happening. That's right. Uh, big news out of the streaming service land yesterday. Disney Plus announced that they will carry the entire catalog of animated films, uh, long ending the vault program. What? It's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Because they have always made them scarce. Like they would release Snow White, but it was only available for three months, and then they'd take it back again, right? Yes, and and basically it goes in and out of DVD and Blu-ray. Back when we were kids, it was VHS tapes that were in those huge cases. Oh, my God, yes, Uh, awful. Basically, that whole routine is now going to end because of streaming service, which makes me ask, Song of the South. Is that going to be oh, right. in the vault? I mean, Fantasia is my favorite. So that's is that part of it? Yeah, oh, that'll be in there for wow, sure. Song okay. of the South, I only ask because it's, it's real, super racist, real problematic. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you would like that. Uh, thank you. CEO, <laughs> they never released that one, right? Uh, they released it when we were kids. I mean, Zip-Dee, no, no, no. Zip-Dee. I mean, the movie came out, but they no. never. That's not one that ever made the no, the no, cut no, no, for no, DVD no. or Blu-ray just because it just you look at it today and you're horrible. <laughs> yeah, the no, Criterion Right. The zippity doodah is no longer as happy as it used to be. And if you go, I'm going to say they're not going to include it. I don't think I'm going to so say either. that one is going to be mysteriously missing. Yeah, I agree. And it's also funny because when you go on Splash Mountain, it's like the bear stuck in honey, not tar. Oh, geez. A lot of things changed up. Yeah. Uh, CEO Bob Iger told shareholders that at some point fairly soon after the launch, we will carry films that traditionally have been kept in a vault and brought out basically every few years. That is a huge change for them because they initiated the practice as a way to control its own market and drive up demand whenever they release a new edition of Old Classic. Disney currently cycles 34 movies in and out of the vault, ranging from The Lion King to Beauty and the Beast to sequels like Bambi 2, which I didn't even know existed, and The Little Mermaid 2. The exact start date and cost of the service is still a mystery, but will be announced soon. Everyone is going to need it. Yeah. I, I don't pre- think the demand would ever go away for those movies. No. Everyone's yeah, always having kids and everyone wants to relive those memories. I know. I was thinking yesterday, well, like when I read the story the first time, I go, will I even need this service? And I was like, nah, I don't need it. And then I said, I'm having a kid yeah. in July. I'm <laughs> definitely going to need this. This is now, 100%. What about uh, Pixar? What about Pixar movies? Yeah, in the mix, bro. They're all included too, right? 100%. Okay. And Fantastic. then we don't even want to get into the Fox stuff yet because that's owned by them too. ESPN as well. I mean, it's going to be quite a service. Well, pretty soon we're all going to need second jobs just to be able to pay for all the streaming services we have to have. That's true. Uh, After Leaving Neverland aired on HBO last week, a lot of people were wondering what some of Michael Jackson's most famous kid friends would say. Because over the years, from Emmanuel Lewis to Macaulay Macaulay Culkin, a lot of people started to point to actor Corey Feldman, who spent a lot of his famous teenage years alongside the gloved one, and for years has sworn that he was not molested or really anything questionable happened at all in his life though he has said he was molested by other men in Hollywood, but swears that Michael was more of a big brother type and completely safe around him. Uh, And when the documentary first debuted, the first part, Corey Feldman tweeted some defense uh, about Michael and and a lot of critics came down on him. But now today he has changed his tune. He appeared on CNN's headline news to say that he can no longer defend Michael Jackson. Uh, He called it one-sided at one time, but now the 47-year-old says that it's been a very emotional time for him and people have to put themselves in his shoes because nothing happened to him in his life and it all worked out for him. But now he knows there are victims 
and he admits it. He's just not going to defend it. He's not going to go either way, uh, but he is just going to say he knows that people had their lives changed because of Michael Jackson. So Okay. I mean, I can see how that would have been confusing for him if he spent all this time with Michael Jackson at that age and nothing ever happened. Yeah. He would think, well, that, that's not the Michael Jackson I know. Exactly. But now it sounds like he's been convinced as many, many that, others have. Yeah. I think a lot of people also quickly make fun of Corey Feldman, but they don't realize like how he grew up. Yeah, he had a terrible... He was, he was put in so many terrible positions. And and like just that bubble and the manipulation and all of that. I mean, yeah. he's not thinking the same way that we all think. No. Right. Also, Corey Feldman was in some classics, man. Oh, my God. I was watching, what is it, Friday the 13th part, uh, I don't know, six yeah. season in or something? I'm just talking okay. Goonies. I'm talking yep. uh, The Burbs, my favorite movie ever. Lost Boys. Lost Boys. I'm was talking Stand By Me. Stand By Me. I mean, this guy was a, a killer actor. Yeah. yeah. License to Drive. Oh, Great the Corys. The Corys. Uh, anyway, that's where we're at with Corey Feldman and Michael Jackson, in case you were wondering. And let's get local. Kat, what's uh, going on this weekend? Well, first of all, tattoos at Musink. Yes. Like, I know some people who are getting them together so then they can bring them to Musink to get their tats done. As you know, I'm a tattoo head. Mm-hmm. Many of my favorite artists will be there this weekend, including my most used uh, tattoo artist, Louis Perez, will be there from Shamrock. What, did, what kind of tattoos did he give you? Um, what, what's his specialty? Well, he does everything. Okay. He's, he's good across the board, but he did this uh, tattoo of uh, it's the 90s t-shirt of Bugs Bunny and Taz as crisscross. Do you remember that t-shirt? Oh, Jesus. Uh, he did that. He did this fish on my arm. You, t- uh, you really tattooed that on your I really right have now. that. I'm looking at it right yeah, now. I really have that. He did the logo for my favorite rap group, Gravediggers. He did this fish on my arm that is a representation of my wife and I. Excuse me. My wife and I both having fish last names. Oh, I thought it was the Jesus fish on no, the car. No, no, okay, no. I believe cool. in evolution. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> so music is going down at the OC Fair and Event Center. This is three days. Everyone from Limp Bizkit and Travis Barker to Suicidal Tendency the Vandals, TSOL. I mean, this is, you know, tattoo artists from all over. This is where you want to be, music. Well, we know Chip's going to be there if Limp Biscuit's going to be there. You know it. It's a revival, baby. <laughs> They're back and ready. They sold out the Troubadour and had Marilyn Manson there. And I heard. Steve Perry performed. Did you know that? Did he really? He did. <gasps> he did. I love Steve Perry. Yeah. A lot of value for your $3, y'all. That's right. Yeah, maybe I should have gone. Anyway. I'm waiting for the uh, Chocolate <laughs> Starfish Tour. Oh, no, no, no. All right. I will be locked into the Terragram tonight and tomorrow night. We are doing the inaugural K-Rock Locals Only Fest. So just uh, briefly, we, uh, we're doing a vinyl compilation that uh, We Are Here Music came to us and we're like, we have a pressing plant, which is Linda Perry's company. And we're like, cool. And then we're like, why don't we do a voting thing and get these bands to see who's going to make it on the album? We got it down to 10. These bands are playing tonight and tomorrow night. It's only 1067 each night. I have to shout out Chris Hudson, who works here at K-Rock, who just busts his ass and makes everything fantastic. And so I hope to see you there tonight. Where is the Terragram, Kat? Terragram is on, uh, was it 7th? Um, right near Alvarado. It's okay. a fa- it's a great room, great cool. bathrooms. There is a front bar with like, munchies. It's it's fantastic. When do the homies Dear Boy perform? Uh, they are the headliners this evening. Great. So if you can stay up late, I know you have that morning schedule. Oh yes, no, no, I will not be there, but I'll be there in spirit. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Uh, so, and thanks, the kids. lineup of uh, and all the information is 
it uh, KRF.com? Exactly. So, right. And I did a nice piece with uh, Spectrum One News yesterday, which Love we're it. posting. So. Thank you, Kat. Thank yeah. you. Happy International Women's Day. Yeah. I feel like I should have gotten you a gift or a card or something. This just seems like it's not enough just to say that. No, I mean, it, it isn't, we gave, her, we gave her three minutes of the show. Come <laughs> on. Okay. All right. Uh, screw the birthdays on your drive. Thank you, Jensen, for filling in for Allie uh, oh, today no as worries. well. We wish her the best if she happens to be listening. Please come back to us on Monday. We need you. On your drive home today, listen to Stryker's commercial free-for-all. It's a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. A full week of great shows start once again Monday here on K-Rock. Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Oh, hello. (laughs) Don't bogart that joint, my friend. Pass it over to me. Get this week's the Just like the other one. Oh, that's right. This one seems to be about Quinn. We're better than that. And I need another hit. Yes, put me on the radio. No, 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 no. Have you never heard my podcast? You just put me on the radio and then just watch the magic happen. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you're an amazing audience. You deserve an amazing closer. Bye, nerd. Keep walking. Keep walking, nerd. Bye. Thank you. A little emotionally exhausted because uh, uh, that was super stressful, but it worked so far. And cheers, dilly dilly, and everything all together. Cheers, dilly dilly, and everything all together. Yeah. Bong bong. I mean, you've really. Uh, put a big investment in our country. We appreciate it very much, Tim Apple. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.